What's going on, everybody? Welcome into the first ever episode of the Dogs Football Podcast. As you guys may know, yes, we are the ones who run the Great Dogs Basketball account, and we've already posted a podcast up on our account. And episode two is coming up soon, but we figured because we do run the football account, that it is time to provide our fans with a podcast for it as well. And as we sit here, Happily, happy as ever, happy for the first time in 12 years. Breaking today was actually the second matchup announced on today on ESPNU, the FCS selection show. SIU in the field as the second, along with Missouri State, is the last two teams in. And they will go on and play Weber State. Undefeated, right? Undefeated. Undefeated Weber State. Hi, I am Nick Malone. Sorry to get right into it. I am Nick Malone, joined by Noah Lurch. Noah, what's going on? Very excited day. Great day for Saluki football and all the Saluki fans who have been waiting for this day. Should have happened last year, but we get rewarded this year. They saw our resume, and they put us in the field. That's correct. Let's get into our resume. As we said... For the War of the Wheel, back in October, we hosted SEMO, which is a very good game. SEMO was ranked 25th in the country, and we got that win, granted by a field goal. Really good game. First game of the year. You can't fall for any deficiencies that each team had. You know, a lot of players first times on the team, blah, blah, blah. So we go in and we beat SEMO, and then we don't play again until when was the first conference game of the year? Uh, February 20th. February 20th. At North Dakota. Which we thought, we knew North Dakota was going to be a tough team. We knew they were going to be a good team. And we played with them. It was a pretty good game in the first half, at least. And then our quarterback got hit. That's plain and simple. Correa Lyles got hit a lot, fumbled a lot, and pretty much downed our chances early in the second half. Uh, which he, he actually got hurt. Nick Baker came in, had some great moments, also turned it over, and we ended up getting killed that game. So we were thinking, being 0-1, that, and we knew who we were going to play in the second game. One and one, zero and one in conference. That we couldn't afford to lose our second game and be zero and two in the conference start of the year. So, and then our next game, Noah, is at home against the number one team in the country, the North Dakota State Bison. Which coming in, we did not know if Correa was available. Did not, and ended up being Nick Baker's job. He beat out last year's going in last year's starters, Stone Lebanowitz. Out up for the backup job to back up Curry Lyles and Nick Baker showed his potential in that game. He was very efficient. He was 17 of 23 for 254 and a touchdown. And our defense came to play that game. We knew right away that it's a must win, and we came out and really overwhelmed them, which was just crazy on both sides of the ball. Overwhelmed them. They couldn't get anything on offense. Their only points at halftime was a Hail Mary heave that should have got batted down, but managed to get in the end zone. Just overwhelmed them on both sides of the ball. That was our peak performance was against them. Granted, they're not the same as they were before, but they're still they're still loaded every single year. So the time of possession in that game was key. We held the ball for 41 minutes. 41 minutes and 26 seconds compared to their 18 minutes and 30 Insane. Came to play that game. So we knew right away that was the utmost, the epitome of a bounce back that we had that game going forward. So we were like, okay, we're pretty confident. Then we had the Youngstown. Correct. Very on the road, 
tough environment to play at. Yeah, we haven't there was we haven't won there or beat them at their place in a long time. I'm pretty sure at the time. So they were they had they had a down year ended up having a down year, but still go anywhere in the valley. You go on the road, you know it's going to be a tough game, and we came out on top that game with an eight point victory. Yeah, by a. Uh, that was uh, we got a little nervous there at times during that game, but we knew uh, who the better team was, and we knew we would we would stick out that game. Nick Baker had a really good game. Do you have the stats on that game at all? I know Nick Baker. It was his first start, and he sat for a long time, and we knew that he had the potential. We knew how great he was in high school coming in, and then he got his first start, and he was thirteen of eighteen for one thirty nine and two touchdowns and a pick. So really. So after an incredible game against North Dakota State, on the road, first start on the yeah, road. Yeah, road game, yeah. He did pretty darn good. Which I think we, you know, Youngstown went in that game, knowing that we came off our win playing like they got nothing to lose. You never want to play a team that's got nothing to lose. He also had four for 32 on the ground for a touchdown. So, yeah. So after Youngstown, we knew we were coming back home for a couple games, for a two-game homestand. We had Northern Iowa, which they were – Top five in the country at the fourth, time. Fourth, I believe. Fourth. Well, actually, in the Youngstown State game, that's when Nick Baker goes down. He gets hurt. So Stone Labanowitz gets his start, gets the start because Cray's not fully back yet against Northern Iowa. Crazy game. Heck of a game. We, um, let's see. Stone only was 11 for 15 for 91 yards and a touchdown. It was a really defensive battle game. I believe this is this game came down to it. We had to – we forced the three and out. We got the ball back. Thought we could move some clock. We wasted about four minutes on a clock. They got the ball back with about a minute and 40-something seconds left. Well, they break off like a 55-yard play, and they get into field goal territory, and that's when they miss the game-winning field goal. So we only, yeah, only one by one that game, so we squeaked by. But it was a pound-for-pound tough game that was defensive battle in that game. So then then we, our second game, we're coming off that huge win, which we were lucky to uh, squeak by, as I said. And we host the new number one team, number one seed in this bracket, unleashed today, South Dakota State, who just, like we said, like we didn't say yet, they beat North Dakota State at the Fargo Dome yesterday to cement themselves as that. We lost 44-3 to that game, pretty overwhelmed. Could, could not stop their run game. They no. had two guys go over, well, their running back was had 22 carries for 150 yards and three touchdowns, and their quarterback had 13 for 103 and two touchdowns. So yeah, and that's when our really our QB carousel road continued. We I believe Stone played most of the first half, and Correa at halftime came in. And we just still could not get anything going. Combined ninety-two passing yards we had as an offense, rushing one hundred and twenty-one. Just could not get anything going. They are the number one team for a reason. And then we head over to Springfield, Missouri, to go on the road at Missouri State, which. Coach Petrino's got that team back in the playoffs. He's got that team going. Really tough battle game. Stone played a heck of a game. He was 25 of 34 for 270, two touchdowns. 
where you just they hit a game-winning field goal Which, back and forth. I said you had a had a touchdown lead with I believe like two and a half minutes left, and the Missouri State was just unleashing the ball, went down and scored, tied it up, and then we get the ball in a tight or how did how did that game play out? We get we got the ball, we had the lead, they tied it. We had a lead. They tied it. We had the ball. We went three plays, eight yards, punt. They yeah. got it back, and they drove down and wasted about two minutes and kicked the game. Which we we wondered if Nick was Nick Hill, Coach Nick Hill, was going to go for that on fourth and short. We were already too deep in our own territory, though. I understood. It's fourth and two. And we knew that our defense was taxed all season. You know, they showed it at times. We knew we knew coming in the season they were going to be really talented, and they were taxed, dealt with some injuries, but that game. We should have known that. Probably should have went for it because either way they were going to go down and score on our taxed defense. Then we well, thought we were going to Illinois State. Thought we were going up to Normal play on a road game. Then we thought we had a home game against Western Illinois, which I'm just going to leave it short and sweet. Those guys, they had a losing season. They just gave up. They just gave up. They used COVID as an excuse, which – it just is what it is. It, apparently, we're, according to Les Jarnigan, we were the only team that had a problem with it. So, whatever. Because if, if you're bad, you don't want to risk your players getting COVID, which in the grand scheme, it seems understandable, but these players want to play. If you take away the, the opportunity for these players on scholarship to play the game that they love, that's also got to play a factor, and they hate that. So, so we get So, we have three weeks off. And then we find out two weeks ago that Nick Hill put out a tweet and he was just saying how he basically failed. And the Southeast Louisiana head coach saw it and immediately called us. And we appreciate them giving us opportunity. Another top 25 team coming into Carbondale. And with their offense, their offense with their quarterback, the Chase Cole Kelly. I mean, can't say enough how great he played and how good of a future he could have. Maybe go to the NFL. He stands at six seven. I mean, two hundred sixty pounds. He's he threw for he was thirty four forty two for four eighteen and two touchdowns through the air. Yeah, I mean he took shots all day and continued to make throws. Continued to get back up, which he's so big. He's not going to take those hits, you know, to get himself hurt. But Nick Hill did say that out of all the players he's played against as a coach or a player that he has been one of, if not the most impressive. And that's Carson Wentz. That's Trey Lance. That's Joe Flacco back when he was a player, when Nick Hill was a player. So that's tough praise. And he showed it definitely. And it, and a game that they had to win too. If they, if we would have lost this game, they would have beat us. They would have probably been in our spot in the in the field. So really great game. 55 to 48 victory sealed it with a fumble at the end of the game, took a knee, and then we celebrated, and we knew that was going to give us a great chance coming into this morning. And they announced the, f- the top four uh, teams, and then they quickly went into the field, and we were the second matchup announced, and we play at Weber State Saturday, April 24th at 3 o'clock Central Time on ESPN3. We will be so glued to that. This is the first time we've been in the playoffs in 12 years. We cannot wait. We were so excited when it got announced because this team deserves it. 
they had the resume to, to build, and they had the QB carousel all season long, and they just found ways. Of course, you're going to have tough losses along the way, and they did. So rightfully, sticking through this COVID, sticking through everything, sticking through all these games getting canceled, that they managed to find their way into the playoffs for the first time. And we love every second of it. So that was an outlook on this past season. We're looking forward to that. And we will – what do you have on uh, Weber State? To break down Weber State, who is a part of the Big Sky Conference. They are the automatic bid for them. Um, they were 5-0 and this season. They started off the year at Idaho State, beat Idaho State 49-21. Then they had a home game against UC, number 23, top 25 team, UC Davis, beat them 18-13. Then they had another home game against Northern Arizona, beat them 28-3. Then they went to at Southern Utah, beat them 19-16, a lot of close games here. Then they had a home game against Idaho State, only beat them 20-15. Then this past Saturday, they had their game against at Cal Poly, canceled, which they were going to win their conference either way. Do you know if any of these teams that they beat were ranked at any point in the season? Uh, UC Davis was 23 at the time. Okay. But that is it. So they haven't really played, we would say, the best competition. Uh, but we know they're a good team. Obviously, they wouldn't be where they're at. Uh, so we're really excited for that. We really think we have a chance there. We get, which that game is in, what, six days? Six days. So hopefully the guys find out found out this news and quicker going to get in the film room and on the field practice and getting healthy for that game. Uh, so any updates on us? Uh, I don't believe so. I believe the team's going to stay the same. Stone will be a quarterback. Hopefully, Romero Elliott will be back. It was his ankle hamstring. Yeah. Uh, really hoping he can find his way, and we know he'll want to play. Because if we get our ground game going, like our chance against anybody, Justin Strong coming right. off his great game yesterday. Javon Williams uh, is back, fully healthy. Yes. Fully healthy, we believe. Mm-hmm. As great as our dynamic duo receiver was yesterday, if we can keep getting – from the other guys at the receiver position going. Uh, and if Stone can keep staying as efficient and he's, as he's been and the defense can get going, I like our chances against a lot of teams. So really ready for that matchup. If we win, we get South Dakota State number one, oh, which we played them this year. It would be at their place again. They, they host Holy Cross. Uh, so to finish out the field here, besides our game going in, we got... Uh, Delaware, who won their conference, they host Sacred Heart. And then uh, Davidson, or Jacksonville State, who was the fourth team ranked in this entire thing, fourth top seed, they host Davidson. James Madison, undefeated, hosting uh, VMI stands for? Virginia Military Institute. Okay. So we're thinking that a lot of these top teams will get We'll move on after that. Missouri State, like we said, the last two in with the Salukis, they go into North Dakota, which North Dakota had a lot of home games to start the year. It kind of was a, uh, uh, whatever the word is, uh, lucky for them, pretty much. They got all that home games in a row to start the year. Uh, so that'll be tough for Missouri State. North Dakota State and Eastern Washington. Eastern Washington, they're saying, has a favorite, their quarterback, to win the Walter Payton Player of the Year award, so that'll be probably game the, of the first round. That is easily the game Put of the first on, round. Circle it on your schedule. Yes, and then Monmouth going into Sam Houston. So that is the field. Like we said, I mean Northern Iowa had a down year a little bit. 
We barely beat them, but they weren't the same as they usually were. So if they don't get in, which we thought they'd be a powerhouse coming in this year, they usually are. So that's so probably... Had some opt-outs. Had but. some opt-outs, which you'll have that. So so that is the field. We're really excited for this upcoming Saturday. We both work. We will definitely be sure to keep everybody updated and get we'll off be, in time for that We'll be off in time. To break we down Weber wait. State a little bit more, to look into some of their stats. Um, they score about 26.8 points a game. So, I guess I use it right around, right around that SIU, but you saw what we can put up offensively this weekend. They allow 17.6 points a game, which they don't play in the same type of conference. Big Sky is not as strong as the Missouri Valley is. To look at as we said, the Missouri Valley is the SEC of, yes. of FCS football. Looking at it on our side, they only allow 138 rushing yards a game. Wow. Which we had. But I know they have not seen a running team we like us yet. We had two guys over that this, that yep. mark this weekend. I mean, to look at it by quarter wise, in the third quarter this year, they've outscored their opponents 57 23 in the third quarter. Wow. So we know so coming out of halftime, we have to we have to be ready, and Nick Hill will know that. They are led by quarterback. Well, they've had two quarterbacks. Oh, Bronson Barron. He has completed fifty six passes, fifty six of one hundred and one passes for eight hundred forty seven yards this year and six touchdowns. I believe they run the ball a lot. They rush for two hundred six yards a game. They're led by running back Josh Davis. But other than that, I know it's on the road, but I like our chances in this one. I feel like Yeah, this is a favorable matchup, we shall say. We didn't wanna we didn't want to come in here and face a top team to start the season. So Which I know it probably helps us that we we were state or South Dakota State got the one seed. If it's any other team, James Madison would probably headed that direction just because we were probably one of the last two teams in. Mm -hmm. So that helps us out there. But resume-wise, that probably helped us out. So we are on the road at Weber State this Saturday. Which we're live. Going at Weber State's better than going at North Dakota again, like Missouri State. So which Missouri State got their game against North Dakota this past season canceled. So they're making up that game, I guess, in terms of everything. So... That'll be tough for them to get Which by. Usually the committee tries to avoid conference versus conference in the first round. True that, yeah. But since that probably got canceled, that they just went ahead and said. And it actually might be a good game. Missouri State had a nice. This is where you're going to go. Yeah. Alrighty, so we have that to look forward to. We will quickly, I think, get into the. Because we were honestly preparing for an end of season. We didn't think we were going to get in today, honestly. Just in years past, what has happened, so we're thankful for that. But we'll quickly get into uh, uh, next season and into the transfers and the freshmen coming in. Just to provide some little information on this, once our season is officially over for football, we will again do another one to even more uh, describe specifics on new guys coming in for the fall, which we know already that Landon Lenore will be back in the fall. And I'm sure a lot of people will fall in line because a lot of these guys have aspirations for the NFL and they weren't able to opt out 
and go through the process for this upcoming year. So they will be focused on next year, and they will use the extra year, I'm sure, to come back and be better than ever. As right now, the names I have will not be back. Potentially, I know for sure Matt Chimileski, right guard, and uh, Luke Giggling, and Luke Giggling will probably not be back. Those two will probably not be back. But other than those two, we're hoping everybody's back with the recruiting class we already have and bringing in. I know this past this Saturday, this last game we played, there were some FBS transfers there to watch the game, and according to sources that. There are some that are committed that have not announced yet, so that is a good sign for us to come. But to go into the couple that we are, some transfers we are, have offered, we start back in December, we offered a former three-star recruit defensive lineman out of East Carolina University, Hosey Haji Badri. These are some tough names, too. That is the... Tough name I've had to try to pronounce on this podcast. He we offered him back in December. Then the latest when we go back in March. In March we offered Jacksonville State transfer linebacker Zach Woodard. Um, also back in March we offered Wisconsin transfer defensive back Reggie Pearson. Mm-hmm. That's a big school name. Uh, Bowling Green transfer linebacker defensive end Roland Walder. We also offered him. Then the most latest one, I believe, was from nearby Paducah, Kentucky, 6'4 tight end at a Memphis University, Tice Daniel. Which, which, as we know, that we haven't had, we had the couple with well, a one good year of Nigel Kilby a couple years ago. In his final year, he wasn't that great. We haven't had a great, really, like a really good passing or catching, pass catching tight end. So that'd be a big get. No one that we. scheme of our offense, we yeah. really don't use a tight end. We have Levi Mitchell. You see us use Jacob Garrett as an H back as a tight end. We have Cole Stewart out of Salem. He is solid. So that's basically it on the transfer watch. We don't really. I mean, I've I've heard that we have some that are committed and they were in attendance yesterday. So I don't know who those guys are, but. Looking into that, we can go in and get into the uh, our guys we have already signed for the 20, 2021 class. I can start with the transfer guys. Um, obviously, James Caesar was part of this class. He has played this year for us, returning to SIU, started his career here. He is back from Ferris State. Obviously, he played. He's been a big factor this season. Then uh, Stone Norton, a former three-star quarterback. He is a transfer from Florida National, Florida International University. He was rated as a three-star coming out of high school. He was the Mr. Football in Tennessee in the year of 2018. So that just shows how good he is. He was another name to throw into the going into the next season quarterback competition. You'd say he is six-three, so he has a good stature for him. Then we also, transfer-wise, coming from another school, we had just Jaquez Sloan. He's a he's from Western Kentucky University. These two guys were not able to play this spring because they their teams completed a season in the fall, so they have to wait till this fall to play. But uh, he lined up at receiver, running back, and returned for Western Kentucky. He's a really gadget play guy, so. Speed sweeps, return game, really big for him coming in out of Western Kentucky. 
which we know we landed another Western Kentucky yeah, last class, Chance Bush, who came in. Then I believe there's one more. Oh, linebacker Zach Barola from Riverside City College. He is signed with us, a six-foot linebacker. He uh, had 13 tackles for loss, three forced fumbles, and three fumble recoveries in the interception in 2019 for Riverside City College. Now get getting to the high school athletes coming in. These are guys will be freshmen. Starting off with another quarterback who Nick really likes out of Huntsville, Alabama, Jacob Boss. He stands at six. Right out of the Tide's backyard. Right out of the Alabama's backyard, he'd say. He played three years of varsity football, threw for more than 3,600 yards and 31 touchdowns over his high school career. He led the Grissom High School to the school's first winning season in 18 years and first playoff appearance in 16 years in 2020. He was named All-County twice. He's ranked as the 55th best pro-style quarterback in the 2021 class, and he's rated as a three-star. So and that's big. As we've seen in the last couple of years, we we do provide quality quarterbacks, so we're, we're looking forward to his development. Then another three-star we're going to land is talking about Leviticus McAfee. He's a three-star rated by 24-7 sports and rivals as a senior he limited opposing lineups to only two catches at 50 yards, which is insane because corner is probably the most hard, hardest position to play other than quarterback in football. It's, it's probably the most important position on the defensive side. And he's from the state of Florida, which we know how good the state of Florida football is. He had 33 tackles, three pass breakups, and an interception. He also holds a school record in career interceptions with eight. He very excited about him. Very excited about him. As you can see, you'll see the guys we land. We've had a recent Florida guys. We have Florida guys coming in. We'll see later on. We have some Memphis ties other than St. Louis right in our backyard. Other than that, we're starting to get some guys. We have a foundation set in stone where guys we're getting guys from. Then we'll go to Nick's favorite guy out of Memphis, Tennessee. I just mentioned at Ridgeway High School, Lewis Wilbert, a linebacker. Nick loves this kid, and once he saw his take, he fell in love. He thinks he can come in right away and be a part of this I team. think he's got the strength, athleticism, especially at an important position because we'll still have guys. We'll still have the Notries. We'll still have the Bryson Strongs. We'll still have the Mikel Calhouns. But this guy could fill in without a doubt with losing Geekly, not having Cody Kreider. With his fifteenth ACL injury, uh, so I, I do think I think he'll push a lot of guys because he's so big, he's so talented, and yeah, his tape was unbelievable. I hopefully he can come in and because uh, you know usually freshmen that come in the SIU don't play; they sit. I don't think him or Leviticus will come in and sit. Maybe, but moving on to we can stay in the DP position. We have I pronounce I'd say it's CJ Parsons. Did you say that CJ? C.J., yeah. C-E-J-I-A. C.J. Parsons, I'd say that's C.J. That's how they would spell it. Awful on a Memphis at a White Station High School. He's a 6'1 DB. I mean, he's a 6'8 2020 preseason second all-state selection out of the state of Tennessee. He had 50 tackles, six pass breakups, and an interception. I mean, that's just adding to our DBU, we'd like to call it, room. Adding more out of Orlando, you see the Orlando area a lot. Demontre Pryor coming in, he's a 5'11 DB, 
Uh, oh, Jalen Bates out of Oak Park, Illinois. Here's another DB coming in. So we got a lot of DBs coming in, whether they'll play safety, corner. We have a lot of guys that can play either one, so we can move guys around. Let's say on the defensive side of the ball, we have 6'3", 250-pound defensive lineman Manny Jackson coming out of Brownsburg High School. Let's move on to the offensive side of the ball. We have out of St. Louis, Missouri, out of Cardinal Ritter High School, TJ Atkins, the 6'1 wide receiver who is he was forced his senior year to move to quarterback. Just shows his athleticism, his wow. where he could play for anybody. Also, a wide receiver coming out of Memphis again, Michael King, a 6'2 wide receiver coming in out of Memphis. Then we have in our backyard out of Highland, Illinois, 6'3 offensive lineman Sam Buck. We'd like to see guys out of our backyard come in, get a chance. Especially, to yeah, because we know we'll be losing linemen down the way in the future, so we, we love bringing in these offensive linemen. Yeah, you're and you're right, in our backyard. We know we can breed them in this area. Then out of Fairfield, Ohio, we have Ethan Tyler, who, shout out to him, he likes a lot of our tweets. Yeah. 6'3", mm -hmm. 280. Out of Fairburn, Georgia, 6'3", 300-pound Raheem Rowe. Um, he's also, and my favorite guy, like a big nasty man on the offensive line, I played tackle when I was played football, John Nally, 6'6", 295, out of Utica, Kentucky. Big get there, we think. Big get, he can, which I've, I've said for years as an SIU fan, teams come in and I look at their line and they're 6'4", 6'5", I'm just like, why can't we breed some of these dudes? And we are starting to build that here, and it's just going to help us down the end. Uh, Aiden Quinn, he's a tight end from Greenbrier, Tennessee. He's a 6'1", 2'10". I forgot on the defensive side of the ball, Caden Reeves, which is brother Peyton Reeves out of Kansas. St. Thomas. Their whole North family likes keeps involved in yes. our tweets, too, so we really appreciate their family. We really appreciate them liking our stuff. And that's about it for football signing rosters. Like I said, we apparently had some FPS transfers there yesterday watching the game. We showed out for them. And they were pretty impressed, I'd say. And apparently we have some that committed that have not fully announced it yet. So we're waiting on them. We can't wait to see who's coming in to add to this team. We think for years to come, this will be a football, a playoff team for years to come. With no cut-in-half playoffs like they had this year. With the full 24 teams, we're hoping, we're definitely thinking that we'll be in the discussion for years to come. Because as we said, because we get in and we deserve this chance to get in now, that it only helps recruiting down the road. It only helps the guys we currently have. It helps the guys we got coming in to get them excited, knowing that this can happen every single year. It always, when you have national attention or when you go and you compete at the highest level at the end of the season, you will be rewarded in every facet of the way. So we're really thankful that SIU football stuck it out this year and finished this season and get in the playoffs and a favorable first matchup. And we're just we're really excited for where SIU football is headed. Nick Hill signed a one-year extension. He deserves a big-time extension now. So hopefully that works in their favor for the first time since around when he was in college, the last time they were in the playoffs. So it's been a long time coming but very well deserved, and we're really excited for this upcoming Saturday, April 24th, 3 o'clock, at Weber State on ESPN3. Can't wait for that. When, If or when their season ends that day or moving forward, we will provide another, our episode two. So once this is out, through Spotify, onto our Twitter account, at 
dogs or Saluki. What is it? Dogs underscore FB, I, I believe, our Twitter account. Uh, yes. As soon as at Saluki underscore FB on Twitter, we will be posting this on. Feel free to comment on what else you want us to cover. We already covered the transfers, freshmen, and this past season, even though we're still playing. Be sure to comment on anything else or DM us if you want us to cover anything else when it comes to season or when it comes to episode two. So like we said, this is our first episode. We're really happy we started to do this. Our basketball won't be up soon as well, so tune into that. For Nick Malone, Noah Lurch, we are signing off here for Dogs Football Podcast. Until next time. Go dogs. Go dogs.